Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hub World Podcast. Today's episode will have us covering the Pokemon Presents. And today I'm joined by... Mateo and Gino. Whether you're joining us from YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, be sure to like and subscribe. Now let's start the discussion. This morning at 6 a.m., which was a nice, you know, early morning start to our day, there was a Pokemon Presents for Pokemon Day, as there always is every year. So we just recently had a podcast where we talked about some predictions for that, as well as predictions for a hypothetical Nintendo Direct coming up soon. If you want to hear what our thoughts are before listening to our reactions to this Pokemon Presents, you can hit up the link here. But we did watch that Pokemon Presents. It was a short one. It was only 12 minutes. But we have a little bit to talk about, so we thought we'd do a podcast. Might be a shorter one, though. So just to start off, any thoughts about the presentation itself before we kind of get to the key item? I want to say just gut reaction. That was one of the better Pokemon Presents, just purely based on the fact that it was so short and they didn't spend a lot of time on anything really like nothing really overstayed its welcome like okay it's cool Maridon's coming to pokemon unite it's cool that pokemon sleep is getting stuff and there's stuff happening in pokemon go but like those bits happen so fast that i could barely even read the text i couldn't keep up with it because as soon as you finish seeing something it's already gone yep in a way like they could in future pokemon presents make them a little bit longer those segments but I think they have the right idea in making like a shorter presentation that has better pacing. And Yeah, I, I feel like they knew that the majority of the people were wa- going to be watching this on YouTube and they had those info cards just flash for a few seconds and then turn off just because they know that you can just pause and then read whatever's on the screen. So it was really nice just to have all of that consolidated into one place. I kind of echo that. I I was interested in the things they announced, but I've always... Just kind of when the majority of the presents is the kind of like mobile games that I don't play, it can be a little bit like, why am I watching this whole thing? However, I know that it's important for them to do that because lots of people play Pokemon Go and Pokemon Masters EX and Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Cafe Remix. So like, I get it. However, like, I think this was a better balance of like showing what was coming without needing to spend too much time on it yeah i'm honestly surprised by like how many times they do these pokemon events and pokemon cafe remix just keeps coming back up i did not know it was as popular as it was there's a reason it's the biggest media franchise of all time it's Mm -hmm. super popular so you're bound to have players on literally everything that you put out and like pokemon hits a lot of demographics right so it can hit people like some of our friends who are more hardcore and will only play things if it's perfectly metagame viable and there's other people who are like i just want to give coffee to a minun (laughs) (laughs) the really odd thing i just realized about pokemon go is they started off with Pokemon Go and they showed off all these Paldea Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go, but they haven't even finished releasing Pokemon from Sword and Shield. Like, we only have like a handful of Pokemon from Sword and Shield. We don't even have the starters. We don't have Grookey, Scorbunny, yeah. or Sobble. Well, they've gotten to a point with Pokemon Go and they've been doing this actually for the last, like, I want to say three or four years where they would add by full generation to start, and now they've caught up, right, to the current generation. So they have to start thinking about how do we allow for there to be, like, content that's pushed out constantly so that there's new things and fresh things without running out of Pokemon. And so they've definitely, for Gen 
seven, eight, and nine, they've they've done this where they're kind of like only releasing bits and pieces at once, and they're like mixing up the gens, like they're doing oh like variants here or a couple of Pokemon here, a couple of Pokemon there, like to almost just spread out the content. Is the best way to describe it? Yeah, it seems like they're padding it out a bit. Yeah, I, and I think since Gen 7 Pokemon were added, that's been kind of the... The cadence. Yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's definitely been that way. I think Gen 5 was the last, maybe Gen 6, was the last full generation to drop. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think Gen 6, because I don't think Furfru's in the game yet. Furfru's in the game. There's a lot of Furfru trades on... Uh... Ah, uh, yes. But didn't Furfur just get added or something recently? No, it's been a while. That's also the only game Furfur's been in for a long time, because Furfru is one of the most absent Pokemon. Like, the last time it was in a game was Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Well, that's going to be changing very shortly. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I know. I've seen that reaction online actually a lot. But yeah. we'll talk about that when the time comes. I want to ask you guys your opinion on Pokemon TCG Pocket. I watched that. I'm like, wow, I actually might pick up the Pokemon TCG. I did a little bit of a deeper dive into the trailer. Like, I watched it a little bit slower. I noticed that when they were actually playing the game, it's not the full-sized game board. So it's a smaller, it's not, quicker no. experience. Very akin to Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. Yeah, I noticed that also. Like, it's a smaller board. You probably have a smaller deck, but I love what they're doing with those full art cards. To me, I don't play Pokemon, but I would collect the cards digitally. I'm not I probably won't spend money on the game, but like I would go get my two packs every day. I sound like a smoker saying that. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> but I'd get, you know, the two free packs you get every day. See what I get. I love the fact that you can trade with friends. And those full art cards, how like it zooms into the, the the card artwork, like that is so fantastic, and it really shines a light on the most like generally appealing thing about Pokemon cards, which is the actual artwork itself. So yeah. I think it's brilliant. It's a long time coming. Like it's a, only a matter of time before they really do like a fully free to start or free to play version of Pokemon, like Master Duel. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm I'm actually somewhat excited for that. That's coming out this year, I believe, right? Later this year? Yep, I believe so. And just kind of like what you said, I, I'm really impressed by a lot of the kind of like the art and uh, the way that they're approaching it. I would have loved to learn how to play the Pokemon TCG using it as well, but it is going to be a little bit of a different style. Although I, I wouldn't rule out them eventually adding a mode that has like the full playstyle in the future especially if it's popular i'm sure that's going to be one you know that's going to be at the beginning of these presents moving forward i feel like the uh, the pocket tcg uh game is really going to bring back our initial like playground rules kind of things with pokemon cards where like no one knew how to play the game but we all just had the cards because we just wanted to have the cards and pokemon was such a huge craze back when it first came out in like the late 90s early 2000s so i feel like it's going to be a big nostalgia hit for a lot of folk as well as encouraging people uh to basically open their wallets and buy the actual card game and like invest and become part of the community it's a great way to grow the game for sure and i think for me what i'm most excited about is i love the rush of opening pokemon card packs but it's a waste of money for me i always want to whenever there's a new set released i look at the cards and i'm like oh i just Maybe I'll just get one pack, but then it's just like one pack becomes two, and then it goes, and it just becomes it's it snowballs. <laughs> it snowballs very quickly, and especially with how Pokemon is now. Unfortunately, the Pokemon TCG, like I wouldn't mind 
minded doing something like that where like you know i bought a pack a week or something like that just to kind of like have fun but the the thing with pokemon card packs now especially the ones that i'm interested in is they tend to like go really quick so if you don't buy like a box you might not find it or like the 151 set that they just did that i was actually interested in they only sold as like special boxes like they weren't sold pack by pack Mm -hmm. um so i'm excited for this because i'm like i can kind of get that rush a little bit without spending money because even if i only open the two packs a day at least it's something to look forward to every day the way that like i would look forward to badge arcade free coins back in the day you know like it's something to get that little bit of dopamine and at the end of the day what i love about pokemon cards isn't like owning them necessarily like i do i do love some of the pokemon cards i i own but it's more the like communal aspect of like showing off to my friends who are also collecting and being like oh my god look what i pulled and i feel like i can get that experience with no cost by playing this game yeah and like yeah it's gonna be two free packs a day but like by playing the game as well you're probably gonna earn some sort of currency to buy stuff and then obviously the ultimate way is just to spend money but i will i will not be spending money on this game i i cannot justify it I don't love Pokemon cards enough to do it. And like even with games like Master Duel and Duel Links, you didn't need really really need to spend money in that game to get good stuff. Like it's more of a time sink than anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I've sold Master Duel to like some friends and things like that, like as an actual like game as well by saying the monetization in that game, yes, it does exist, but it's very, very, very fair and very easy just to like pick up and just start playing that game because the way that they do it is they're basically just throwing gems and the premium currency at you in your first ge- in like your first few games. So you can actually go and get really good cards and stuff. And there's always meta sets that are available so it's i hope the monetization folks over at pokemon know what they're doing they won't make this game insanely expensive and they'll make it so like as you were saying everyone can go in there and feel good while playing with pokemon cards and things like that so you'll have that like positive association with the brand so i feel like I feel like it won't won't be terribly monetized, like maybe one of those like gotcha games if like Masters. And to be honest, well, no, but that's the thing. I was going to say, like, honestly, none of the Pokemon games are terribly monetized. Most of them are pretty fair and pretty balanced. Um, Like Pokemon Cafe, Pokemon Unite, uh, Pokemon Masters, like all of them are pretty fair. Like there's ways to earn things. And yes, there's like, if you want to get everything, like you have to put money into it, but they're not absurd and especially when they first launch they're pretty generous and i think that if this follows the model that Yu-Gi-Oh master duels did with how it has a reward system i'd be pretty happy because i think that that system worked really well for me and i always felt rewarded it's good to see that uh the pokemon company is willing to like experiment with a new digital medium i think then we can kind of meander our conversation over to the main agenda so the, the final thing announced Despite the fact that, you know, throughout the presents itself, it had a lot of Johto content, so I was kind of expecting the final reveal to be a Johto game, we got what I think was quite surprising. But, like, most times when I say surprising, when it comes to Pokemon, it's a negative thing. This was actually a positive one. I I genuinely felt surprised. I didn't think that this game was 
coming, and I didn't think that this would be the choice. I I anticipated a Pokemon Legends game, potentially, and I'm happy it was, because I love Legends Arceus, and I wanted another Legends game, and it's nice to have the reassurance that this is going to be a series moving forward, not just a one-off game, but it's set in Kalos, which I never anticipated would be their second choice for this series. So what do you guys, what kind of thoughts do you have on this? I mean, it's a new Pokemon Legends game. I'm excited, but I feel like Kalos was not the obvious choice. I was over the moon when they announced it. Like I was expecting there to be something gen 2 related because that's what we were led to believe for for various reasons leading up to the presents and then during the presents itself i love x and y those are some of my favorite games in the entire pokemon series so that alone gets me super excited but i now have this little seed of doubt in my head though from what Nintendo of America tweeted out, where they basically just said the game is set entirely within Lumio City. So I'm wrapping my brain around that right now. Legends Arceus was such a big game, and it spanned almost the entirety of the Sinnoh region. And now they're going to be seemingly doing the same format of game, but just in one city of a region. And most sequels normally are bigger and grander than their predecessor. But I don't know how they can do that if they're just shrinking the the size of the world down just to a city, even though it's one of the biggest cities they've ever had in any Pokemon game. Well, I think that's what it is, is it's I think you really have to do your best one to temper the expectation, because even though Nintendo of America said that, considering how early in development this game is, because it's not coming out till next year. Um, And considering that wasn't shared anywhere else, especially from Pokemon Company, it is possible that that was a mistranslation. Probably not, but it could be. But you also have to consider just the volume of the map does not equal the volume of, like, the setting. Because one thing that I read online that really, like, contextualized it for me, because we have to remember, like, the city isn't made yet. They're developing the city. So it's not taking place in Lumio City. It's taking place on the land that will one day become Lumio City. So you could argue that Lumio City is like five times as big as any one area that was in Legends Arcades. You could argue it. Especially because, you know, when we played it, it was on 3DS and it was smaller than probably the, like, scope that they intended so they can kind of play around with that. The other thing I saw that people, like, pointed out too is even if it is in, like, a city setting because they could set it instead of being like really ancient like Sinnoh like 3,000 years ago it could be set in like more of a renaissance period where like the city isn't developed but there is like a development there they somebody pointed out they're like just imagine like GTA but Pokemon like GTA is set in one city but think about how big that map is that could be what they're doing here is like yes it's a city but that doesn't mean that the map won't be just as big in scale as, like, Legend of Arceus was. You just might not get as many rural, like, wilderness areas. They might be more more developed yeah. areas. Like, you might even get towns, right? Like, this could even be, like... It could be, like, a series of towns that eventually become Lumios. Exactly. It could be, like, you can look at it like, this is a large volume of area that has a bunch of towns that will eventually become Lumio City. And so there will be paths and pieces of nature between the towns but it might be more of a blend of what we expect from pokemon 
currently and Pokemon Legends Arceus, like less wilderness, more like towns, villages, people, but then maybe more things to do, like mm-hmm. like different things to do, like side quests or maybe even gyms or like more battling yeah. than there was in Legends Arceus. From what I've seen online with some folks speculating, some people believe that this is going to take place after the big war that was happening in the original uh, X and Y story. So that meaning that this is probably going to be around maybe like 800-ish years ago. So that would put it definitely in kind of like a more medieval-esque kind of time period. But like, we don't know how time works in the Pokemon world too, right? So I'd like to see where this goes because like what happens to Az after he brings back his Flabebe and it like goes away and the giant flower nuke gun thing is blasted off. Like how does Zygarde fit into this story, right? So like they're kind of retrofitting the old story that we would have gotten in Pokemon Z or Pokemon Z or whatever it is, wherever you're from, however you pronounce it. And they're kind of putting it in this kind of Legends environment and telling a more natural story. And I feel like it's going to be exciting either way. But there's also people talking about, like, how when the actual city of Paris was designed in, like, the, the 18th or 19th century, they found this massive catacomb network underneath the city. And so maybe we can explore underneath Lumio City as well. I think focusing on kind of, like, one thing you said about the lore... I actually don't think, like, originally when I saw the title, I was like, oh, we're going to get the history. But the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, if it's the construction of Lumio City, I actually don't think we're going to get a ton about the king and the Flabebe because those things happen like ancient times. That was not when Lumio City would have been created. So I actually think that this is going to be a little bit disconnected. I think there will be pieces that connect to it, but I, I actually don't think this is going to be as ancient as we think it's going to be like I, and I think that's what people are not expecting is I think they're seeing Pokemon legends and they're imagining Hisui. They're imagining this ancient time, but I think that's what they did for the first one. But I don't think this one necessarily needs to be set that far back. Like, I think this one could be like 18th, 19th century, like it, like equivalent in Pokemon. It doesn't need to be super historical. It could be, more of a renaissance or a medieval period and see kind of like where that develops. I've also seen some people say like, what if this is very similar to how Legends Arceus had a bit of a time travel plot? What if this game takes place in two versions of Lumio City? Like there actually is a future portion and there's a past portion. Like you're jumping between the future and the past. Mm, That could be interesting. The thing I'm honestly really excited about potentially uh, in terms of the gameplay is the whole town building element that was something that was very very rudimentary in legends arceus like it wasn't on the forefront like it just it was something that just happened but i think given the scale of lumio city and just how i, I think it potentially is one of the biggest cities they've ever designed in a pokemon game in terms of just scale of it i would have to think that the game is going to give you the ability to at least sort of build it the way you want to like that's something like i really want like i think that they should really take the whole idea of building a town and just go for it because that can really add something to the pokemon gameplay to really differentiate it from every other game that's come before like a sort of like sim city type of town building thing like that would be that'd be really cool i was gonna say yeah like are you suggesting that this 
game might even just be just a full-on city builder like City Skylines. Definitely not. I hope not. I think that's just something that they can dabble a little bit more in the city building because yeah. that was one of the most satisfying parts of Legends Ar- Arceus was just seeing basically Jubilife City grow, right? Yeah, so, yeah. I, I like that. I agree to a degree. I I think that adding some choice in would be really fun. Um, however, like when it comes to something like Lumio City, which is an iconic area of Gen 6, I wouldn't want there to be that level that you're describing of city building because it is like a, a location that has a static and yeah. canon like outcome so i don't think there should be too much but i do think that or like prioritizing on... certain things to be built before others yes that's what right? i was gonna say is i think that what would work well for it is especially if we think about like the idea of towns or the idea of like more npcs and more kind of side quests the idea of like the side quests or the quests you choose to do will dictate what opens up when, right? Like, so for example, if you're doing a quest for a village that's whatever on the outskirts of whatever area and you complete it for them, they're like, okay, well, we will come to your city and be part of your city and maybe that's the Pokemon breeder. And then, and like, if you do that, then you get access to the breeder and maybe I didn't do it, but I did the one that gives me access to the move relearner or whatever, like, or like a a hairstylist or whatever. I think that taking that element of Jubilife City and expanding on it would work. Um, and then you can see the city slowly building over time. I also think that battling is going to be a big piece of this one, more so than in Legends Arceus. And the like, there's two reasons why. I think, again, I think that because of the setting, we're going to get more people, more NPCs. But I also think that the sheer revelation that we're getting Mega Evolution implies that battles are going to be more important because mega evolution isn't a mechanic about catching and legends arceus is very focused on catching and like Mm -hmm. if i think about legends arceus if megas were in legends arceus i don't think they would have had a very big purpose exactly whereas in this i think they could do you think that they're going to bring back the the fighting styles though i do i think Mm -hmm. that's a staple of legends arceus and i think that's what or of legends and i think that's what makes legends separate from the main series. And that's kind of what I wanted to say, is I think, like Gino had said it earlier, it wasn't the obvious choice to go with Kalos. Because most people associate now, because of Legends Arceus, the idea of Legends, with kind of like some deep lore, right? And the two other generations that have some pretty like deep lore that they could have connected to were Johto and Unova, which most people thought were going to be the next Legends games, one of the two but they chose Kalos. And I was thinking about it and I was like, why would they make this decision? And I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely believe the only reason they chose to do this game before Johto or Unova, even though one of those would have made more sense is because of Megas. And I think they have recognized that people really love Megas and that they needed to find a creative way to bring Megas back and they've recognized that Megas don't work in the mainline games because they're too focused on battling and metagame and balancing. And with the amount of Megas, it just doesn't make sense. But where they do make sense is this series. Because, one, is not as focused on battling, and it's more of an ancient time where having this feeling of like really strong Pokemon makes sense like aesthetically and 
kind of conceptually, but also because in Legends Arceus, you had those big boss Pokemon, right? You had those Pokemon that with the red eyes, right? That were bigger, that were harder to take down. They can replace some of those with mega evolved Pokemon out in the wild that are really hard to take down. So I think that this is the place for megas is the legend series. And I think they recognize that that would be a good idea. So they're like, let's set it in gen six because then we can introduce this mechanic in the generation where it was originally introduced. And then we can continue using it in the later legends games. I truly believe that's what they're going to do with megas. As I think megas are now going to be a legends mechanic. I think we're getting a lots of megas in this game. Like I actually don't know if we'll get many regional variants. I think we'll get a few to be the like new Pokemon you ride, just like we did in the other game. But I think we'll get more megas in this game than we will get like brand new Pokemon. I really hope that all the mega evolutions from the other games like XY Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire come back. That's gotta be the base. Like maybe you don't do Groudon, Kyogre, and Rayquaza for story reasons, but then I also really hope that they have Pokemon from Generations 1 through 6, like new Pokemon that get Mega Evolutions, and then also Pokemon from Generation 6 onwards that get them as well. I would be shocked if we don't. Imagine getting like a Mega Aegislash, that'd be great. It was so cool that Pokemon decided to do this me- the Mega Evolution gimmick in Generation 6, but no Gen 6 Pokemon had a Mega aside from Diancie. Yeah, I would find that kind of weird. Yeah, I would be willing to bet, and like obviously this is the optimist in me, that the base, like Gino said, is going to be a lot of the Pokemon that have Mega Evolution lines. Yes, Primal, Groudon, Kyogre are not going to count because they're... They're they're kind of megas, but they're not. And they might even hold off on Mega Rayquaza just because they're like, we could use that in a Hoenn Legends later. However, I do think all the other Pokemon that have megas will be in the game. They'll be part of the decks so that as many lines as possible can have megas. I think we'll get some new ones, especially from Gen 6 and onward. And I'm willing to bet, I think it goes without saying, that Evaltail, Xerneas, and Zygarde will get them. I think the new, the brand new three starters, which we can kind of talk about that speculation I told you guys about yeah. yesterday in a sec, but I think the brand new three starters, of course, will get them, as well as they'll probably get like regional evolutions, I would hope. And then I'm also willing to bet that the original starters of Gen 6 will also get Megas, Greninja, Delphox, and Chestnut. That'd be cool. Yeah. No, like my my thing about the regional variants and evolutions and all that kind of stuff, would it be Kalosian or Lumiosian? Because if the game if the game takes place in just Lumio City, it would just maybe be a variant of that city with the with the city name. I don't think it'll be either, because I think they they're gonna do the same thing they did with Legends Arceus, and I think that the region is gonna have some kind of ancient name. Like I don't think it will be called Kalos, I don't think it will be called Lumios. Okay. I think it will be called something different just to help differentiate it. So that that's what I'm anticipating, but I'm also anticipating much less. Like I'm anticipating whatever the ride Pokemon are will probably be variants or new evolutions. And then I'm anticipating that the boss Pokemon, because that's the thing is Legends Arceus, like most of the new variants or evolutions were either boss Pokemon or ride Pokemon. I think the ride Pokemon will still be new evolutions or variants. 
but I think the boss Pokemon will be new Megas. I don't know. Like after this morning, I was kind of just very much like, eh, I don't know. But after talking about like this kind of stuff with you guys, I'm I'm a little more optimistic. I was the same way, to be honest. When I heard it at first, I was like, I really wanted Legend Unova because of the lore and the the Ultimate Dragon. Or Legends Johto because Johto's Johto and it has so much cool history. But what makes this so special is the Megas. People love yeah. Megas. And that's what this game is going to be. Like, they'd put that symbol at the end for a reason. Like, this game will be like Mega City. Like, this, this is going to use Megas Mega in a City. better way. <laughs> like, but literally, I think this game will use Megas in a more integral and significant and fun way than x and y or omega ruby alpha sapphire did it'll be more meaningful because this will be the first game to feature megas that has a limited decks because all the games that featured it before had the full decks so you really felt like oh well if i want to use a mega i can only choose from these hand selected version like like lines of pokemon but if they take all the current mega lines and they put that into the decks that's already probably like 150 to 200 pokemon i don't think it's that mm, much uh, yeah i wouldn't say it's it, that much but yeah there it's a it would be a significant portion of the decks there's 48 mega evolutions so that's 40 assuming that each one of them is three yeah that'd be 120 at most assuming if each line has three but also it's 46 because there's two mega chars there's two mega mewtwo's okay yeah but like still the point is like there's at least 40 probably like lines of pokemon in there that they can use with Megas. And then if they add, say, 20 more Mega Pokemon, because again, like the amount of new models they added into Legends Arceus, I believe, was 27. So if they did the same thing and they made all of those, or the majority of those Megas, that could easily be another like 20 lines of Pokemon. Like it's almost less work than having to do regional variant of like Arcanine and Growlithe, because you can just make the Arcanine. And it recontextualizes the whole line of Pokemon. I wanted to to mention that tweet that you shared with us. The starter theory. No, no, no not the uh, not the starter theory, but we can talk about that first if you like. It's about that uh, literally everything people have been asking for. Saying like Game Freak is actually listening. Like, look at what they they gave us. Right, they're not, they're giving us Pokemon Z. Something people have always asked for. Like, it's a bit of a meme, but people have always wanted Pokemon Z. Because it was the first gen to not get a third version or a third version equivalent. Yeah. So that's one, right? Megas. People have been asking for Megas. Great. Another Legends game. People love Legends. It's coming. And then the last one being this will be the longest we've had between two Game Freak Pokemon games, which yeah. indicates, in my opinion, that they're at least listening a little bit and being like, especially with these games, the Legends ones, because they're not necessarily coinciding with merchandise we can put a bit more dev time in them to make sure that they're good. Like they run well. I'm, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt for the, with the extended uh, development window. The, the three-year gap between games could also coincide with the launch of new Nintendo hardware. It could be a situation where like there was rumors about the next Nintendo system being able to allow get Switch games to perform better. So... This could be one of those those games. But it is also releasing on Switch, either way. Yes. So it is a Switch game. But yeah, going to the uh, the starter Pokemon. Yeah, so I saw this really cool theory last night, leading up until uh, the Presents this morning, about like who the starters might be if it was a new Legends game. 
and why it might be a new Legends game, specifically a Legends game that wasn't set in Unova because of the implications of who the starters were. But basically, the way that that this theory was framed is that Pokemon has been dropping hints at what their next game has been in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet for a little while. Is That was kind of the basis of the theory, which, in my opinion, has a little bit of validity to it when I found out today, after this game was announced, that the only mascot legendaries not in Scarlet and Violet were Eveltail, Xerneas, and Zygarde, because that's a hint. But anyway, the, the starter theory was when the Indigo Disc was first announced and they showed that starters were coming back, they showed six starters in that original trailer. And they showed two water starters, two fire, and two grass, and they showed them kind of together. And the starters were, for water, Oshawott and Piplup, for fire, Cyndaquil and Torchic, and for grass, Rowlet and Snivy. And what people pointed out is that Rowlet, Oshawott, and Cyndaquil are the Legends Arceus starters. So maybe they're hinting at who the next Legend starters are. Torchic, Piplup, and Snivy. Obviously that's just kind of like reaching, but then the next piece of that theory was that leading up to Pokemon Day, the last three Terra raids, seven-star Terra raids, were Superior, Empoleon, and Blaziken the final evolutions of those three starters specifically. So the, the idea being that they're hinting at who the starters would be before they even show it, which would be really interesting if they went in that direction. And it would make some sense because Blaziken actually does have a mega already. So it, it, it would make sense to include him. He's also super popular. Well, also Empoleon being the final evolution of Piplup, Empoleon like is basically it's emperor penguin napoleon napoleon being the emperor of france that is a very obvious connection between those two things right there but i can't think of one for superior um and i'm sure if we saw a little bit more about the game we might have an idea and because it could also have to do with like if they do have regional evolutions which i think like that's the thing is it's it's tough because it's like they could just give them new megas and just call it that um, but I feel like they've already set the precedent for the the regional evolution that I think people are really going to want. So I think they'll be disappointed if it's just a mega. I think they have to do both. Or what if they do a mega for the base form as well uh, to make things even amongst the base form ones? Maybe. I see where you're coming from. I, I don't know if that will happen because I think it was impossible to bring in the base forms of the original starters unless you had Pokemon Home. Like, they weren't actually programmed into the game, so it's... I don't know if they'll actually do that. I think it would be fine to just have Blaziken have the double one, just like Charizard had the double one in the original Gen yeah. 6. They call it Mega Blaziken Z or something like that. Yeah, or they don't even need to. They can call it Mega, whatever, Lumosian as Gino coined. Because that's what people would call it, right? And especially if Megas from, from moving forward are going to be potentially exclusive to Legends games, it doesn't really matter if they do that. However, I did want to ask, if this theory is not true, who would you want the three starters of this game to be? I really like the idea of having Piplup's line, just because of that connection. I think it just makes a lot of sense. Blaziken, honestly, is my second favorite fire starter line second to Charizard, and I don't think they would do Charizard, honestly. And then for Grass, my favorite is Sceptile, but Sceptile, like Charizard, already has a Mega Evolution, so 
I would honestly go with Torterra, but I don't think they would do two Sinnoh starters. What about you, Gino? It's really difficult. <laughs> it's really, really difficult. I'm going to say uh, the Squirtle line for the water starter, just because I think that Blastoise is great. And it'd be really cool to have like what the proper turtle would have looked like before it gets the metallic cannon implants. That would be cool, kind of like like what would evolve from a war turtle. Not you wouldn't expect a Blastoise for the fire one. Honestly, ju- I would like to see Chimchar's line and have Infernape. That would be a cool one. More like a Western kind of Infernape would be cool. And for the grass, this is where I would say maybe a Trico. That would be cool. Also, I feel like the one that you explained, Jules, makes a lot of sense. And with Mateo bringing in the Napoleon vibes with Empoleon, that would be kind of cool. That's really cool. I didn't think about that connection. I think if I were to choose three, I would want Totodile, Snivy, and, like, Scorbunny. And the reason I would want those Pokemon specifically is that I have a very big pet peeve when it comes to starter Pokemon, and I despise starter Pokemon that are single typed in their final evolution. So I would personally want three starters like that so that they could have a variant that has a better typing. Like that, that's literally the only reason I would want those three Pokemon or something similar to that makeup is to just give three starters that are purely their type a secondary type. And I mean, they did that with Legends Arceus, right? Like they did that with Samurott yes. and they did that with Typhlosion. So yeah, exactly. And that's what I loved about what they did there. The other question I had for you is, what are the top three Pokemon you want to see get Megas in this game? Gliscor, Volcarona, and either Halucha or Aegislash. Those are my top four, I think. I want to see Pokemon from the Kalos region also get Mega Evolutions. And if they don't do that, that'll be such a, a missed opportunity. I don't care if it like breaks the lore or like whatever from x and y that because like none of them had them in that game i don't care i don't think game freak cares either a good if they have a good design do it okay i was gonna say halucha and volcarona also mateo so those two for me personally for sure because they're some of my favorite design i would love to see a phalanx one like a newer pokemon get some stuff from a later gen phalanx would be a really cool one in my opinion i also think that we need a Mega Evolution for Flygon. Yes, a lot of people have said that one. Flygon would be a really, really good one to have. It would be cool to have Milotic have one because there's already a Mega Gyarados. Milotic would be a really cool kind of like foil to that. That would be cool. Yeah, Aegislash would be a good one, obviously. Oh, gosh. Golisopod would be cool. You're saying way more than three. You're going to steal mine if you keep going. Because you'll oh the whole deck. You can't limit me at three for these. This I'm is limiting like, so you many at good three. It's basic, it's basic math. Basic oh, math. gosh. That's okay. Like, one of the reasons that Megas were criticized was balancing. And what's beautiful about them using it in Legends is balancing doesn't matter. So if you give one to a Pokemon like... Milotic, who doesn't really need one, or to even like a, a pseudo, right? Like it, it doesn't really matter. I'm gonna be just greedy with the three I want, which are just three Pokemon I like. And one of them, actually, I'm gonna I curse as Gino for going over three, but I'm going over three with mine for a reason. <laughs> You'll get one, you get one more, and I should get one more, sure. But you'll understand why I'm going over three. There's a reason I have to go over three, but I'd love to see a Mega Weavile, I think that could be really cool. It's also one of my favorite Pokemon, and I know Weavile has gone a lot, you know, we got Sneasler and 
Legends Arceus and Sneasel gets a lot of love, but I would still love to see it because I, I love Weavile. I would also love to see Mega Pyroar. I think that could be really, really cool. You have two forms. You have the male and female. Yes, that's true. Which brings me to my third one, my third and fourth one. I'd love to see Mega Nido King, which of course would come with Mega Nido Queen. I think that could be a really cool one. Not just because Nido King's one of my favorite Pokemon of all time, but also because I think it could be cool. Nido King is an underrated Gen 1 Pokemon that hasn't gotten Mega, hasn't gotten like a Gigantamax, hasn't gotten a GX card in the TCG somehow. So I I would love to see a Mega Nido King. As for my uh my bonus one because uh I need to have the uh, equal representation one pokemon i think that needs another evolution or another or, or a mega evolution like just because it's just so well designed i think there's a lot they could do with with an evolution is skarmory yes mm-hmm. yeah if they do one. something with skarmory it could veer a little too close to being a lot like corviknight but i think you could do a lot with skarmory it's just such a beloved pokemon but one pokemon i think that could be because it's france I would not count out Smeargle as like a joke one. I could what see about it Shuckle? Shuckle's all about making wine. Oh god, no. But here's one thing. Oh gosh. This is too fun. I do love this, but there is one thing I would like to say though about the unfortunate reality of Megas is that Megas and what they are based off the lore means that that Pokemon is in its final stage, and so it has to Mega Evolve. So there are certain Pokemon... I think Skarmory is a perfect like one-stage Pokemon that should never get an evolution, but a Mega Evolution would be perfect. But ones like Smeargle and Shuckle, I'm a little bit more reluctant to want Megas, because I would rather them just get proper evolutions than a Mega Evolution, personally. But like the thing is, they gave a Mega Evolution to Kangaskhan and Sableye and Mawile, like other one-stage Pokemon, right? No, they can. And I'm just saying, like, once they did that, they basically locked them out of ever being able to evolve, which is fine. And I think it works for Pokemon like Kangaskhan. Like, it was a a great idea for Kangaskhan. It worked. Um, But then there's other Pokemon like Sableye, where I'm like, I almost wish they didn't do that, because now Sableye will never be able to evolve naturally, unless they do a variant, which they could. But I'm just... um, That's where I'm kind of coming from, is like... I'm reluctant about some of the one-stage Pokemon. I think some of them really work like Skarmory or Kangaskhan, but there's other ones like Shuckle, where I'm like, I kind of just want Shuckle to get a a regular old evolution like Dunsparce did. Lastly, I think what we can talk about is kind of what does the announcement of a Kalos-focused game mean for Unova? Or for remakes in general? I feel like what happened with Gen 4 was a good experiment so basically, we got traditional remake and a remake in the sense of we'll revisit this area and our, the Arceus formula worked and the traditional remake did not. But then again, like it wasn't really much of a contest because Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl didn't really do enough. But then why skip to Kalos and not do Unova Legends? I feel like Gen 5 was really a divisive gen for whatever reason. Maybe what they want to do with that is they're not ready for it. And I feel like a Gen 5 remake would be absolutely fantastic. I want to know what the heck the original Dragon Kyrim was. I want to know about that. I want to see what OG Unova would have looked like or 
maybe it's a Legends game, but it's set in the future of Unova, like after the like much after, or maybe it would be like a Black White Three kind of thing, and that could be tied in maybe with like a different generation of Pokemon, and then they can revisit like Paradox forms, which are also really popular, right? I think they're still yeah. coming. It's just not yet. It's not. We're not ready okay. for this. So you think they're still coming? They haven't just completely skipped them and been like, "We're not, never going to do this." Yeah, yeah. I think like obviously like the trend of getting remakes in order, I think is done. But I do think there is room for both the traditional remake and for the Legends games because both Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Arceus sold incredibly well. Actually, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl outsold legends arceus so as much as people like to to rag on those games they did perform better and i think there is room for ilka or whoever's going to be making a remake of like a traditional remake of gen 5 or gen 6 or what have you there is room for them to improve on the offering because I feel like with Generation 5, it actually might be a little different because those games are just incredibly expensive. And I think people would be more okay with just a the traditional remake of those games. But with the more contemporary Pokemon games, especially with like Gen 6 and Gen 7, I think that's where they would have to differentiate more. But with ZA coming out now, I don't think it, it really means anything. I just think that they they obviously have a story that they want to tell. And it's in their best interest to to do that. I don't think they're really prioritizing these rules that fans sort of put on Game Freak. Like, oh, it has to be done in order. I don't, I don't think they, they think about that anymore. Like, now it's make what they want to make because that is going to give us the best product possible. Like, if they feel like they have to be shoehorned into making a black and white game now, it might not be as good as it would be if... They come up with an idea to revisit black and white, especially with all the heat that Game Freak has been getting lately. So go for go for the win. Like, if you think you have a winning idea, make that. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I I kind of agree with both of you in the sense that, like, I, I do think eventually we'll get Unova remakes. I do think that part of the reason they didn't do them is because remakes have gone. Like, I know you just said, Mateo, like, we, we kind of self-impose ideas. Um, but I truly believe that there should only be one remake per system. And so I think that's why they just didn't do a Unova remake right now, because we have another system coming out, and those will be on that system. And we typically only get a remake every second gen, so it makes sense that it would be a gen 10 game rather than a gen 9 game. And I also do think that when Legends was created, it was intended to be a new spin on remakes. Like, that was the intention. But then they were worried about, okay, people will kind of want the old remake too. So they outsourced and made Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. However, Legends was received really well. And like you pointed out, Mateo, while it was criticized, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl did sell well. So people wanted them. So I think, like, like I said, I think Pokemon Company to a degree listens and Game Freak. And so I think they will take those criticisms of BDSP, but I think they also looked at Legends Arceus and were like, this is the most praise we've ever gotten, so we're going to continue this series. And I truly believe, based off the leak that we heard a couple days ago from Pyoro, who said that a Unova project was greenlit and outsourced to another company, I do believe that was legitimate. 
I think that that game is further down the line than obviously otherwise it would have been announced today. Yeah. But I do think that what they're doing now is the Legends games will no longer be substitutes for like the only one that was like a quote unquote substitute or co, co- will coincide with a remake was Arceus because it was an experiment. But now it's just a separate series. And I do believe that Game Freak now will only make the new generation and Legends games. And that's what they're going to alternate between. They're not going to make remakes anymore, and remakes will always be outsourced to another team. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be outsourced to the same team that did BDSP. Doesn't mean that that team, if they are the team that takes on the next, like the Unova remake, that they're going to make it in the exact same way, because maybe they'll listen to some of the criticism they got. But I do think that moving forward, we will get remakes. They will still follow that linear line of like, okay, Gen 5 remake is next, then Gen 6 remake, then Gen 7 remake, and so on and so on, as time goes on. However, I think that those games will not be made by Game Freak, and I think that those games will be way more spaced out, and I think that those the Legend series will just not follow any kind of pattern. And I don't think they're necessarily going to be just tied to regions. Like, I think right now they are. We'll get like a Johto, and we might get a Unova, but I wouldn't rule out them just doing a Legends game in a brand new region one time, or just exploring like a very specific Pokemon that's not tied to a region. I think that at some point, they're not going to do it based off region, and they're going to do it more based off like a lore that they can create. I think right now they're doing it on region because there is this like ancient lore that's kind of been there for a lot of the regions that they can easily just expand but i think at some point the legend series is just going to kind of be its own thing i wouldn't even be surprised like if this is a slow way to almost maybe even for game freak ease them out of the main series like maybe these other teams are starting as making the remakes till they get enough experience and they get a direction and then game freaks gonna be like okay we just want to make legends now that other team can take on the main series maybe I'm not saying for uh, sure, but who knows? Like, who knows what will happen? All I'm saying is I, I do think that Game Freak's gotten to the point where they're like, we don't need to oversee all the Pokemon projects anymore. Like, all the, the ones that use our battle mechanics. We can outsource it, because we'd rather focus on just the new generations and legends. That goes without saying now, I think, but for Game Freak to not be the the caretaker of the franchise and, like, the ones that create the the new Pokemon, the new games, the new ideas going forward, them having two big franchises of Pokemon, like within the Pokemon series can't be a bad thing. If this, if the team gets bigger, it'll create internal competition and it'll give fans more of what we want. And Pokemon legends was the most fun I've had playing a Pokemon game in oh, who knows, probably since X and Y when they introduced mega evolution. So it's just like, it's, it's such a good fit having legends with the Kalos region or, or whatever it'll be called. Cause I, I just think that yes, I wanted legends Johto more than anything, but I think this is the option. I didn't know I wanted as much as I did. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. The more and more we talk tonight, the more and more I'm realizing that this is actually in a way more exciting than getting those other games. Not because those games wouldn't have been exciting, but because like we didn't realize how much we love megas and like how cool that's going to be and also i'm confident that with how popular and how important johto is and with how much lore it has we will get a legends johto game yeah 
that game will be a hit no matter what. It will happen, and it can come anytime, whenever they want, and I'm sure we will get it at some point if they continue to make Legends games. Unova, maybe not. But I can also see them, like I said, if there's going to be another Legends game coming around the time when they do a Unova remake, it makes more sense to release it then. It makes more sense for the next one to be Unova if it's going to coincide with the Gen 5 push. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think right now they're in the stage of just fostering Gen 5 nostalgia right now. But yeah, Jules, I have to agree that it'll be something that we expect with the next big push, like with the next like traditional remake. I'd kind of like to to end with one question. Arguably one of the coolest things that was introduced in Legends Arceus was the fact that almost every single character in that game was an ancestor of a character in a different Pokemon game. Do you think that they would bring that back? 100%. I Obviously. I really can't imagine they won't. Especially when even just the Indigo Disc had characters that were ancestors slash like relatives. Like, I, I think that it's a cool feature, and I, I don't think that they wouldn't do it. I, th- I think that it will be harder for us to notice because I think that the Gen 6 characters are a little less iconic. We're going to get a Looker. You, well, Looker is a Gen 4 character. I know, yeah. but he had a big post-game presence in Gen 6. Game. I don't remember. Who's the champion of Gen 6? Uh, it's the, the girl with the carbink. She was, like, wearing the white flowing dress. She was one of the most forgettable champions. I don't Forgot remember her, name. her. But Professor Sycamore, he's a cool professor. I like him. Yeah, he's a cool professor. Do you think that the final form of Evaltale or Xerneas can be worse than the two that we got? Okay. Oh, okay. oh, God. <laughs> will, they, will, will Xerneas have eight legs? <laughs> Unless they are like an actual manifestation of the letter X and Y, they can't be worse. Nothing can be worse than that Dialga and Palkia. They've grown on me. And you can get them shiny right now in Pokemon Go if you paid that absurd amount of money to go to that event. Well, that was a great discussion we had. Uh, we're all looking forward to Pokemon Legends ZA. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. If you liked what you heard today, hit that like, subscribe, or follow button below. If you want to contribute to the conversation, let us know any ideas you have for upcoming episodes or just share your thoughts. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you're most looking forward to in Pokemon ZA. We'll see you next time at the Hub World. Microsoft, make a new Banjo game. See everyone. Bye. Bye.